everybody, and welcome to the Raised by Movies podcast. We have a very special episode for you today. There are lots of movies. That is the basis of this show. Movies that we loved. Movies that helped raise us. Movies that we sat down in front of TNT on a snowy Saturday and watched until it was all over until everyone had been played and we'd fallen asleep on the couch or our mother had yelled at us for being in front of the TV for too long. And that's what we are doing today. We are telling you some of those movies, A, so that you can get to know a little bit more about us, and B, so that you will get a taste of some episodes that will be coming down the pipeline. And so what we are doing is we are going over the movies that made us. Today, I am joined by a lovely co-host and a not-so-lovely co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. The lovely co-host is Chris <laughs> Duplissi. Oh, that's really weird, Chris. I thought I was the lovely one. Zach's wife, Autumn. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we will be doing for you today is we will be taking you through every year of our lives, telling you one movie from that year that has had some kind of defining moment for us. Whether this was a movie that we saw when we were really young that impacted us a lot, or it's just a movie from that year that we have grown to love as the years have gone by. I am 27. Chef is 27. So we were counting down from... 1996 to 2003, Autumn has a bit of an advantage. You will get to know a little bit more about her because she has a few more movies to tell you about than we do. But before we get started with our first movie, how do you guys feel about your lists? Getting through the first probably like 10 to 15 years of my list was a lot easier just because I've had more time to sit with them and feel nostalgia for it. Yeah, um, I think my list is pretty cool. I'm not so happy with the 90s just because I wasn't really I don't remember what I watched in the 90s, but I picked movies I loved um, that I've watched over and over again later in time. But uh, you definitely see like the my personality progression and how my life has changed through the movies I've watched as I got older. I I'll definitely say the early years are probably the hardest. I would say probably until about Oh, looking at what I have. Until about 2005, I tried to pick movies that I would have watched at that time, that I like can remember watching at that time. And I I mean, I guess that's probably not true because I don't have any like animated movies in my early years. And I know that I watched The Jungle Book a lot. But again, I don't think that movie would have come out in this time. Uh, every movie that I have on here, I have probably seen at least 15 times. I mean, it's pretty lucky that you were able to limit it down to one movie, though. Like, well, I as have, you can see, I have a list, and then there's a number of things besides each entry that, like, yeah, bears mentioning. But I have on my list, like, there's a couple years where I just could not choose one movie alone. Mm. So I have a couple of those. I couldn't do it, so I circled like I think I have like three or four on here where I did two movies. I gotta get my notebook for this. My notebook has the other movies that I couldn't choose between. <laughs> it was really hard to narrow it down, but I did. Oh, it's hard, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we should probably get this out of the way. Uh, me and 
Chris have essentially just grown up together, so I'm sure there's going to be quite a bit of crossover. So if I notice that he says something, I might not say that. I might pivot at the last moment to pick something else just to kind of keep conversation interesting. We have a lot of the same taste, but also I, I think once we get probably past 2010 is when those things will really start to diverge as we kind of decided what we were going to like and not like and that kind of is where we might diverge paths a little bit uh for me my wife autumn is a complete wild card i have absolutely no idea what's coming (laughs) (laughs) i know of like probably like three or four that are definitely going to show up and then everything other than that is going to be a complete mystery might surprise you that's exciting though all right well I guess I have to start, huh? Since I have like three years before you guys. That's true. Yeah, give us. Uh, <laughs> since you were born in '92. All right. So for the '90s, um, I mean, I was in diapers, probably watching Disney movies only. But I did not choose any Disney movies. I'm not a big Disney girl now. So for 1992, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Classic. Ooh, that's a solid hit, though. I, yeah. I have seen that film. <laughs> And Man. did not like it. I, <laughs> you were killing it. That was, that was a fantastic <laughs> response. I, I certainly am a much bigger Sarah Michelle Geller fan and fan of the show. Yeah, no, of course, me too. But uh, she never made a movie, so we had to enjoy this one with uh, Christy Swanson. Oh, yeah, that is Christy Swanson. It is. With Luke Perry, Hilary Swank, and David Arquette, believe it or not. David Arquette is in this. So Hilary is- Swank? Yeah. So is Pee Wee Herman himself. Yeah, oh Pee Wee Herman is in this too. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Thing. I don't have much to say about it though. I probably I need to watch it again at some point. I probably won't appreciate it as much. It's a movie that that like if they it's like I think like a prime example of what this movie is is like do you remember that movie like The Babysitter that came out on Netflix? The Babysitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Babysitter like is like trying to like Jonah kill Hill? No. <laughs> like this was like a couple years ago, probably like twenty nineteen. Oh. Like the babysitter's like trying to like kill the kid that she's babysitting. Trying to like sacrifice him to yeah. some like devil or something. This is that's like it's like that kind of movie. Yeah. And it's like the, the kind of movie that like when it's made now is like we're just gonna put this on Hulu for people to watch. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, I never saw it. The babysitter? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I haven't either. No, but, I haven't or either. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <gasps> the movie Classic. or the show. What? You've never, You've seen, never the seen the show? I've never seen the show. Oh my gosh, it's so good. No, the only like supernatural show I ever watched was not supernatural. Was supernatural? No, no, it wasn't supernatural. <laughs> I uh I watched um ah uh, fucking what was it? Angel. Uh you watched yeah. the Buffy spin-off? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was that was one of those like TNT or every morning, mm. eight AM right before I hit the bus kind of shows. Yeah, because you know what was on before? What? Angel? Charmed. Charmed? Oh, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> heck yeah. I loved Charmed. That and the back-to-back Angel were like top-notch television dude, at the time. Dude, maybe this is definitely like we've got to do like a TV show where we go episode by episode through something. Do like and, commentary like, or like, some like, shit? Charmed, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel. All of these shows would be so good for this. Yeah. Like, these are shows that, like, like I watch Charm because my mom loves Charm. <laughs> and so it was like, if I wanted to watch TV in the morning, like, that's what I had to watch because that's what she was watching. Yeah. But it was actually, like, really cool. And I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but, like, 
I would imagine it holds up very well. Except for the face makeup, though, because they would look <laughs> away and then all of a sudden they'd look back and he'd have like freaking like, I don't know, ripples in his face from his transformation or some Dude, shit. One that we could do that like I have on DVD in the other room mm. is Alias with Jennifer Garner. <laughs> I never watched Alias. That'd be cool, man. Oh, Michael Chiklis Shield. <laughs> All right, 1993. What do you have for us? Uh, Hocus Pocus. Ooh. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a classic. I definitely didn't watch it in 93, but it lives on. Dabble, dabble, toil and trouble. <laughs> so when I was in middle school, this is probably like when girls would have started to find Hocus Pocus. And like, there was a couple people that like thought it was funny to call me Zachary Banks. So I've always hated this fucking movie. <laughs> Because I've always been like, what is? I don't know what you're referencing here. Like, why are you calling me that? Like, yeah. you ever seen Hocus Pocus? And like, and I'm not gonna now. And you keep doing this. It's the cat. Zachary, Zachary Binks, Binks is the cat. Is the I mean, cat. I, I've, I have seen it exactly one time, and I think that like it's fine. But yeah. it's fine. I think it's fine. <laughs> There's no good like I, strictly Halloween movie. I, I understand that I am not the target audience for a movie like Hocus Pocus. Um. I am I much prefer Halloween Town. Oh, ho, me too. But for 90, 1993, Hocus Pocus was it. Scared me. Can't, I couldn't do it. Oh, I loved Halloween Town. As a kid? Halloween Town scared you or Hocus Pocus? As a kid, both scared me. Really? Oh, huge pussy. Halloween Town gave me. <laughs> I was a huge pussy. <laughs> he does not have a huge pussy. He is a huge pussy. You know what? Leave it clarify. up to the imagination. If you want to believe I have a huge pussy, you go ahead. <laughs> Halloween Town was a little creepy, but I still watched it. Hocus Pocus, I don't think it was scary at all. I They just want to eat them kids, you know? Yeah, no, because the prospect of uh, a witch eating a children as a child. Eating was not a children? <laughs> You're eating a children? The prospect of being eaten as a child from a witch is not terrifying to a child at all. I, don't, I didn't find it that scary. I didn't think witches were real. What? Yeah, the Tooth Fairy wasn't real either, I bet. That was a scary movie. <laughs> the Tooth Fairy with Dwayne? Dwayne no, The Rock no. Johnson. Um, what is it? Darkness Falls? No, I don't remember that oh, one. Oh, I think I've seen that, actually. I don't remember, though. All, All right. right. Moving right along. 1994, The Little Rascals. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good one. I love Little Rascals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That little kid that loves pickles. He's so cute. That he's he's one of my favorite characters in that movie. With my favorite being the E Man Womanator's glove. <laughs> the kid with the glasses the and like the, the mullet. Who for some reason sounds like he smokes two packs a day. What are you doing over there? <laughs> I have probably haven't seen that movie in like fifteen years, but I know that it like oh, so it good. good. Oh heck, so yeah. good. They had that dog with the the thing around his eye. Plus they had yeah. uh huh. I actually have a very extensive vocabulary. <laughs> that was such a good movie, man. And it's like beginning to end. Every single part of that movie, there's there's entertainment throughout the entire thing. And I, I know that like for child acting, it's actually not bad. Like I've seen it semi-recently and it's not awful. Well, I mean, yeah, like this was the thing. Like in the 90s, you get all of these kid actors you have like jake lloyd macaulay colkin yeah all the people in these movies that would grow up 
to do literally nothing like, like <laughs> bug hall who plays alfalfa and yep. little rascals he did one movie with Lindsay lohan and that was it freaky friday no those chad michael murray oh. i forget what it's called it was a disney channel original oh there's yeah. a lot of those there's probably a lot of disney channel originals that we should cover because because of like how many times i've seen them i would Johnny literally Tsunami. love to cover any disney channel original like, what's the what's the one with like the kid that plays baseball and he like makes a barbecue sauce. Oh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, yeah, that he, was the, so good. The guy's like, Dad, I don't want to play baseball. I want to cook. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go join the competition, Dad. I forgot. I can't about live that. your dream anymore, Dad. And like his barbecue <laughs> sauce for some reason is like purple, and it looks like it looks like the ooze from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, dude, Heck it's yeah. special sauce. That one, but my favorite That's one was the the one where the kid is like related to a leprechaun or something. Oh, oh the luck of the Irish. Irish. Yeah, yeah, oh, dude. so good. He's just like, I told you you'd beat me if I, <laughs> I told you if you beat me you could win. And then all of a sudden they're like, I don't know, you didn't beat me with Tide. For some reason that's my Irish accent. But whatever, dude. <laughs> Oh, oh, moving right along, huh? Unless you have more to say about the little rascals, I don't. Oh, no, um, not really. This is another suggestion for <laughs> our Disney marathon, though. If we could do Cadet Kelly and Johnny Tsunami, oh fuck the yeah, girls, yeah, oh, oh, I would fuck oh, up some cheetah girls. I would okay, fuck well, up some no, Cadet Kelly. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gonna fight these children. Okay. They're not children anymore. Well, yeah, not anymore. But Dude, I'm going to fuck up those <laughs> Was Holes a Disney Channel original movie? No. That was in theaters. Yeah, it was that wasn't a Disney, a Disney Channel movie, original. movie, but I don't think it was Disney Channel. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It was not a Disney Channel original. It was based on a book. Uh, Wait, so you are, are you about to go into 1996? No, Five. 1995. Or no, yeah, 1995. Okay, what is 1995? Clueless. That's that one that I was anticipating. <laughs> Is that the one with like the the Alicia Silverstone, the like a checkered yellow yes. like blazer and skirt combo? Brittany mm-hmm. Murphy, may she rest in peace. She's rolling with the homies. Well, I honestly, the I don't remember the plot to this movie at all. I've seen it one time. I know that, and I I don't think I could tell you what happens. I just know that this is like, if you're a a woman in your twenties, then like you love Clueless. <laughs> Plus. Paul Rudd, that hunk of meat is in this. Yeah, well, yep. that's kind of the awkward part. Like, the, there really isn't a plot. It's Cher Horowitz with her friends. She's trying to hook people up. She ends up at the end dating Paul Rudd, who is actually right. her former stepbrother. Former? I believe Dude, it was former. This is like Cruel Intentions for Teenagers. So it's a little, yeah, it's a little boop, questionable. Boop, boop, Hey, stepbro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird like sexual tension between them and they live in the same house throughout the movie. Pornhub uh, sex. Oh my god. Okay. Cher's in high school Relax. and he's like twenty three or something. Really? Yeah. What? I'm pretty sure. I can't wait to cover this because this is something we'll have to dive into. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's talk about the 90s and pedophilia. <laughs> we could, no, no, we can easily Subtle pair, innuendos we in 90s We can easily movies. pair this movie with Cruel Intentions and talk about both of them. <laughs> and Lolita. No. <laughs> Chef has never seen Cruel Intentions. No, that's true. I, I haven't either, I don't think. Oh my god. Do you, do, so do you know the plot to Cruel Intentions? I'm assuming it has something to do with underage uh, sex. So... <laughs> 
Ryan Phillippe. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, is that guy. Sarah Michelle Gellar's stepbrother. Love Whoa. Sarah Michelle. And he really wants to have sex with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Who Ooh. didn't and back so then? So she makes a bet with him that if he can score with like this new preppy girl, oh, Reese Witherspoon, yeah. that if she can score, if he can score with her, then she will give it up. Like that is basically the plot to Cruel Intentions. That's a weird. That's a weird premise. I don't condone sex with anyone underage ever. Okay, well, I think in the movie, I don't know if they're in college. I don't. I don't think they. I don't. They might not be underage in the movie. I don't. It's just weird that like it's her. It's his stepsister. I don't condone sex with anyone you're related to. And that's that's probably where you should have started. Not, not, a, hot, <laughs> not a hot take. <laughs> not too hot of a. T- I, listen, I know I'm gonna probably be in the minority here, but. Sex with your relatives? No go. Don't I'm, do it. I'm cutting all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this by the time this is released, this is literally like episode two, and we're not gonna get into like <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> all right, let's try this again. So 1995, we're moving. No, we can <laughs> no, keep the rest of We're not of going it. that far. We can that. keep the rest of that. No, we're moving on to 96, which right. is when you guys were born. Yes, I was born yes. in 96. Chef was, was born, born a month and a half before me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So from here on out, we will go just around the table. Autumn, Chris, myself. Say the movie. Say a little bit about it if you want. Autumn, 1996. What do you got for Matilda. us? Matilda. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. It's a classic. Directed by Danny DeVito. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know he directed it. And was a star in it. Who is he he in the movie? He's He's the the dad. dad. Matilda's dad. I have not seen Matilda in a long time. Stop. You don't remember, though? I remember the scene of the kid having to eat the cake. (laughs) She brought blood, sweat, and tears into the cake. (laughs) (laughs) Matilda, like, super glues his hat to his head. Like, she puts a bunch of glue in his top hat, and so he puts it on his head, and then he can't take it off. Danny DeVito? Yeah, because, well, her dad, her parents are, like, evil. They're really abusive to her. Yeah. So he's, like, Frank from It's Always Sunny, but, like, as Matilda's dad? Yeah, Yeah, like, as It's Always Sunny is in the same universe. That makes sense. (laughs) Who's the actress in Matilda? Uh, what have they gone on to do? Mara Wilson it plays Matilda. Um, she has her own... Well, she has a, like a verified Instagram, but who doesn't? Um, I think she's right. Well, I mean, who doesn't for celebrity? Like oh. minor league celebrities even. And she has a... Majors. I think she's written some books or something. Hmm. Yeah, I remember looking into her a while ago, but... My life as Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chef, what do you got for us, 1996? I'm going to start off, actually, honestly, the first three years I have two movies for. What do you got? My first two, (laughs) Happy Gilmore and Jingle All the Way. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie, Turbo Man. Like, that was the shit. My mom used to play that at Christmas time, like, on repeat. And when I say on repeat, I'm not meaning like once or twice, like repeating once or twice. I mean, she would literally keep that movie on the TV 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day, all Christmas season. No wonder you turned out to be such a piece of shit. That, <laughs> that movie that's like, 
your Christmas isn't useful unless you buy someone something expensive. Listen, I'm the most minimalistic person out of the three people here, okay? I it was not affected by it. Hmm. I just loved the concept of Turbo Man and that little pink muskrat looking dude. I've never seen him. Oh, you've got to watch it. Arnold Schwarzenegger's great. And Sinbad is in it. Oh, as a is. Sinbad's man. cool. Yeah. 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 And then Happy Gilmore, obviously. Oh, Happy Gilmore is like a pivotal movie. This was like the start of my sense of humor was really all of like Happy Madison movies. Everything that Adam Sandler put out at the time was just a probably a cornerstone, at least at that point, for me developing the sense of humor that I have. Yeah. It, it took a weird fucked up turn somewhere down the line. I don't know where my humor went <laughs> wrong, but with this, Happy Gilmore was Killer. Okay, so I guess here's a question. Where, what's your memory, your first memory of watching each of these movies? How oh, Jingle All the Way. We used to live on 2nd Street in Bangor, Maine. For anybody listening, Yikes. It, it's, it, it used, used to be a, a, a rough, sketchy area. Used to be? Yeah, it used to be. It still is, but it also <laughs> was at that point in time. And in this house, I remember like sitting on my couch with like the big box TV that had like when you turned mm. it off, went yeah, and it, like went into the middle of the screen. The good old days, the tube TV. Yeah, yep. So I remember sitting there watching this movie with my mom, and then it. I I remember it ending. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Turbo Man suit fighting the villain who has like the water brain kind of like helmet. And I just remember him sitting there and it going, turning off and my mom being like, Chris, why didn't you click play again? And then just going and pressing play on the VCR and then it firing right back off of me being like, all right, let's do this again. And I probably watched that movie three times in a row that day. When was the first time you think you saw Happy Gilmore? I was probably – I lived on 2nd Street at the time. So I, I probably was like five years old, okay. six years old. My brother and my uh, uh, family friend, they rented it from a movie gallery. Ooh. And they had one of those TV VCR units where they plugged it in and it just started playing. And the person who had it and – the movie store even didn't rewind the VCR tape. So we had to sit there for 10, what's felt like eternity, rewinding this movie mm. that we've never seen to the very beginning. So I had like half of the funny points before it even got there. <laughs> and I remember being like kind of bummed about it. But oh, gosh, I fucking love that movie. Ugh, that was long winded, but I fucking love them. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, there's... Quite, I only have one movie written down for 1996. Perhaps the most pivotal movie of my youth, besides maybe one other, one to two others. Uh, I've seen the first 10 minutes of this movie easily a thousand times. Michael Jordan, a young Michael Jordan going out to play basketball. His dad comes out, asks, What are you doing out here, Mike? <laughs> Cut to, And welcome to the jam! Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. Yeah, my 1996 movie is Space Jam, and <laughs> I love this movie. I It probably hasn't aged very well, I don't think. Um, the, no, Newman, the Newman character, I think, is kind of like... What's wrong with Newman? <laughs> from what I remember, I, I, just don't, I just don't think it probably has aged very well. He was a little creepy. Yeah, he's, he's a little creepy. But I, I do... 
I like all of the the Looney Tunes stuff. I love Michael Jordan. I love Bill Murray coming to play basketball. The 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 Monstars probably one of the the the, the most pivotal basketball movie sequences I've ever seen. Mm. It's a great movie. Plus, watching The Last Dance, this part of that documentary series was easily my favorite part of the entire documentary series. Because in between shooting, Michael Jordan got together all of the all-stars from the action, from the NBA, and they would do live scrimmages between shoots. Oh, I will say, when I was watching this as a kid, because I used to, this is what I would put on to go to bed. And so I would watch the first 10 minutes. I would get to right around the time of Michael striking out and like, then I'd be asleep. And so Michael Jordan is not the draw for me to this movie. It was always like the Looney Tunes. And it was always like, oh my God, Bugs Bunny playing basketball. That's awesome. Never like the reason that this movie was mega successful and popular because of Michael Jordan was never the reason I ever watched this movie. I'm sure you were drawn to that bunny in the movie. Okay. Sure. Chill out. <laughs> Relax. Only weirdos think cartoons are hot. True. It's true. Moving right along to 1997. <laughs> what do you have for us? Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. What is that? Oh, is that the one with Phoebe from Friends? Yes, Lisa oh. Kudrow. Yeah. Mira Sorvino. And then the and guy, Alan Cummings. Alan Cummings is that the the nerdy dude who like invented yes. the shoe material? Yeah. Yes. So when you were working on your list earlier, and you mentioned something about like, should this be a movie that I watched when I was a kid, or can it just be a movie from the year that I loved? I said, it's your list. You choose. And then you mentioned Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. And I tried to conceal, like, my reactions because this is a movie that I loathe. And I hate this movie. (laughs) Of course you do. I wouldn't expect anything less. I've watched it so many times. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to cover it. Maybe I'll, I'll let you host that episode. You can tell me why I'm wrong about it. But I hate Lisa Kudrow and that movie. Okay, well, this isn't about you. It's about me. That's true. And this movie. I love it. Your childhood is wrong, Autumn. <laughs> well, I didn't even, I, again, I didn't watch this in 1997. I watched it later on, but I have seen it a billion times. Don't they wear like the pink and like light blue kind of dresses with the the faux what, boas? Yeah. No, yeah. this whole movie, they're wearing the coolest outfits I've ever seen. I love it. They have cool earrings. They have, at one point, <laughs> Romy is in a neck brace and it's metal and the mean girls stick magnets on it. <laughs> it's just so funny. So- Chef, have you, have you never seen this movie? I've seen it, and it's weird that I remember this much about it, because I saw it once on USA when I was a child. I, I really think that this movie is like Night at the Roxbury, like, for teenage girls. Like, I think that that's kind of, like, the best possible comparison. No, no, I mean, it tracks. It's like two stupid people that are yes. just, like, I don't know. I want to say pretty, but, like, I don't know if everybody else sees them that way. I, mean, the I think, that, they're, I think all, they're supposed right. to be like people yeah. are receiving them as like, oh wow, you really I think had they, a I blow think up. That, I think they're supposed to be like <laughs> they're offbeat. They, were they like hot shit in high school or were they losers? no? They were no, nerds. they were nerds. They were nerds. Everyone and, hated them, but like, except one girl. And but they wanted to go back to high school and seem like hot shots, so they like yeah. faked. It was their high school reunion. Yeah, I got so that from the title. <laughs> You can fucking cut that out, douchebag. 
other trying to look impressive at their high school reunion. And then what's his face rides in on a helicopter. Yeah. Alan Cummings comes in in a helicopter and he tries to get Michelle's Mm -hmm. attention. Oh, he gets it. Yeah, he, he does. Doesn't try. He does. He succeeds. He well, finally, finally, yeah, dude, him and his unibrow, <sighs> fucking hot. Oh, <laughs> sick. <sighs> that was a good movie. I I remember being entertained by it. Yeah, thoroughly. I mean, it is. Okay. it is a good movie. I wanted to run you guys this by you guys. I want like because I've been I've been trying to figure out like so what we're gonna do with all these movies is these are these are the first movies we'll cover, right? Yeah. And so what I've wanted to do is just to put them like in a document, like number them all the way, and then just use a random number generator to okay. like pick pick a number and whatever one that happens to be on the document, that's the next one that we'll cover. Sure. Rather than just like trying to schedule it all out. <laughs> Unless yeah. like, you know, I have a feeling Someone is going to mention something that has some kind of anniversary, in which case we will save that movie for an anniversary episode of sorts. Yeah. Kind of do like a two in one. But if not, we'll probably just we'll fucking run that bad boy right into a number, random number generator, and that'll be the next one we cover. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So where's this number generator? I haven't made it yet. Are you I, I didn't I don't have what you guys picked for movies. Why don't we just get like an old bingo set that has the cage and the balls in it just and you shake the, it around? Write, the <laughs> write them down, put them in a put them in a top hat. We'll treat it like whose line you is want, it you, want to, you want me to put them on a piece of paper and go get a hat and just stick them all in there? Yeah. yeah. At the end of every episode, I'll crinkle it around and pick one out and ex- <sighs> like tell you what the next episode's gonna yeah, be. Crinkle exactly. it right in the microphone for extra effect. Yeah, that's not a crinkly sound at all. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be real easy to plan out if at the end of every episode we don't know what the next one is until we pick it out. <laughs> you know, you try and innovate. This is what they do to you. All right, uh, we're in ninety-seven, right? Yes. This is one where I also have two. One of these, I also have two for this year. Perfect. This one is a very clear winner: Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, this is the this is the one for you that I saw coming a hundred yep. miles away. But <laughs> the second one might be a mystery. Con Air. I've never heard of that. Nicholas Cage, Cage movie. Oh. Con Air. This dude, he's on a hijacked plane with a bunch of high profile convicts, and they land. Well, and- he is also a high profile convict. Yeah, I know, but he's a good guy. <laughs> sure, he's committed crimes bad ones but he's one of the good ones (laughs) and this whole premise is like first off great cast it has dave chappelle in it who plays a pyromaniac who just like lights people that's probably pretty funny no it's awesome yeah he's so fucking funny but like i can't john cusack is in it as the cop and i can't even remember who the big bad was uh, John Malkovich. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was either gonna say him or John Voight. I don't remember which one. John Malkovich killed that role because, like, he looks a little bit beefier. He's got a shaved head because he's fucking scary. Not bald. <laughs> bald is beautiful. He's shaved, okay. like buzzed. And this whole time, he's just like fucking going toe to toe with Nicolas Cage, who's just like squealing around. And then you have the creepiest Steve Buscemi. Of all time, 
even creepier than Mr. Deeds, Steve Buscemi. Listen, oh. Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Love Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Deeds, Steve Buscemi. What was his name? Fucking Crazy Eyed Crazy Willy or eyes. something like that. I think they just call him Crazy Eyes. Crazy yeah, eyes. he's just Crazy Eyes. He gets, like, he gets like peanut butter and Oreo pizza or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Anyways. But it's a great movie. And I remember this is this is like the epitome of what a, a midday Tuesday Just, TNT movie this is. This is the epitome of like a, of a movie you will find on TBS at 4 p.m. on a Saturday. This is like like nobody's home from work yet, but you know that this has a few people, a this few is, dedicated watchers. This is TNT going hard at 1 p.m. for no reason. And like let's just put Con Air on. Halfway through Con Air and all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit! Oh shit! They're hijacking the plane. <laughs> you just get sucked <laughs> in. Oh, good, good year. Uh, so for nineteen ninety seven, I chose two films that I watched over and over again as a child. A uh, real jungle theme flying through this year. Uh, the first one being Jungle to Jungle with Tim mm. Allen and mm. Martin Short. The second one being probably the one I watched the most. I don't, I don't know. It's pretty neck and neck, which would be George of the Jungle. Mm. Oh, heck. Good Fraser. choices. Uh, these are movies that I absolutely love. <laughs> George of the Jungle, I've probably seen more recently, although I have very fond memories of Jungle 2 Jungle. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is just like, it's probably no surprise to people sitting at this table, but to you, fellow listener... I've always been drawn to kind of curmudgeon individuals. No. <laughs> and that is, that is uh, Tim Allen in this movie. As you are a curmudgeon yourself. And I've always found just like, I've always found people like that hilarious. People that just have a real indifference towards the world. So much so <laughs> that he wanted to be one. Oh, so this started in what year are we on? 1997. At the this right age where... of probably one year old. <laughs> yeah. Makes so much sense now. Yeah. That is that was 1997 for me. Just watching these jungle folks over and over these again. These jungle folks. Brendan Fraser and Tim <laughs> Allen. Oh, how'd that song go? What? Uh, George of the Jungle. George, George, Georgia the Jungle. <laughs> strong as he can be. Something like that. And then he does one where he's like, watch out for that tree. George, George, George. Can you imagine though, Brendan Fraser in that movie? Fraser. Fraser. He killed it. Brendan Fraser in that movie, and then <laughs> Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Oh my God. Very, very big difference. Oh. The begin- especially in the I beginning see what you did of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> certainly oh, certainly he- a twist and turn to his career. Yeah, he didn't age very well, did he? All right, 1998. Oh, 1998, The Parent Trap. I, I consider this one as well. Yes. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan. We always thought she had a twin sister, right? Did Did you guys think that when, yeah, no, when I, you when watched I it the first time? I did too. Yeah. I, I, I also have The Parent Trap as one of my yes. <laughs> as one of my two for this year. It's so good. I still enjoy watching it. Yeah, I think we showed it to Noah last year. Yeah? What do you yeah. think? I fell asleep. Cool. Oh. Noah's like vaguely unimpressed by most things, so he's not a good judge of character. That's fair. Noah's yeah, our ten year old. And he's like, Oh, at my dad's house I watched the Predator and I'm like, That's cool. You wanna watch the parent trap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's pretty hard to go from somebody <laughs> whose face opens up in four directions to fucking <laughs> Lindsay Lohan swapping places with a British accent. I still I still think it's cool. Okay. I, I, I still prefer this over the Predator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I respect it. This Dennis Quaid 
is fucking awesome. Dennis Quaid's hot. Yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna say that, but I didn't know if we Dennis could go Quaid there is hot. Dennis Quaid in this movie, I remember yeah. seeing it being like, dude, I want to open a vineyard. It's got to be yeah. so easy. You just date hot chicks. She was not hot, dude. and she did not look. Tw- she was supposed to be twenty eight years old no, in she that movie. Definitely did not look. She like was, was like forty five years Who old. That? I, I got to admit. I think she's very attractive. Who is? Yeah. I always want to say that that's Burgess Meredith, but I know that's not who that Her is. Her name is Meredith in the I, movie. In though. the movie, yeah. yeah. And then we have who was the who was the mom that was uh, uh, Natasha Richardson. The mom. Yes. Yeah, the mom is who is also who's passed away since then. Elaine actually, Hendricks. years ago, she passed Elaine away. Hendricks. What? Yeah, she passed away in a ski accident. Actually. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like always- a long time ago. Like, I always think it's Emma Thompson. I always think it's going to be Emma Thompson. That's in this who I movie. thought it was. Yeah, no, Natasha Richardson. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Rest in. Oh my. Right. Gosh, Rest in peace. Dude, this is wild. She was great. She was so good in that movie. Chain smoking when she's going to meet Dennis Quaid at the dude, hotel. Plus that scene where they're doing like the wedding dress, fucking like oh, brilliant with oh, the hats. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're walking around England, and all of a sudden you hear the. <laughs> that was my first introduction to the Beatles. Oh wow! And so I remember being absolutely blown away, especially when she's just like, "What's gonna go with this dress? What What do you want to put on there?" She's like, "What about one of the top hats?" And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "That's fashion." <laughs> Get her to fifth half. How about the the little girls playing poker at summer camp? Yep. That, that was always so cool. Yeah. You, okay. So this the Parent Trap is based off like it's a, it's a, a 60s movie. Yes. So 1961 is, with Haley Mills. This is a remake. Have either of you? I'm going to assume that you have seen the movie that came out three years prior to this, starring the Olsen twins. That's very similar. Oh, it's like a New York Minute, but or something? not quite the same. It takes two. Of course, no, I have. I never saw it. Uh, I didn't mention the entirety of the movies I watched in the 90s were Disney Disney movies and Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't put any on my list, but I have seen every single Mary Kate and Ashley movie ever made. Including It Takes Two. Including It Takes Two. You've won your Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen badge. I know. I, I never really joined the fan one. club. I wanted to go on the cruise when I was little. I've always been more of an Elizabeth Olsen head anyways. Uh, the Parent Trap is better than It Takes Two. That's true. Say. I've never seen it, and I believe that. I agree. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is just superior to the Olsen twins. Haters gonna hate. Who's superior now? Probably True. still Lindsay Lohan. Not at all. Dude, she did a Christmas movie on Netflix. Everyone's done a Christmas movie on Netflix. Even Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it disturbing how many Christmas <laughs> movies are released every year? There's a big market for it. It's what people want this time of year. Not me, but like no, not, normal people. Not just the, every <laughs> single year that I looked through, there were so many Christmas movies that were released. I like it. Hallmark plays Christmas movies 24 hours a day. What's starting that? like November 1st. What's that? Your bakery's dying and I'm a big businessman? <laughs> <laughs> you need help? <laughs> uh, my 1998 movie, other than The Parent Trap, was The Truman Show. Mm. This one fucked Great me movie. up. It Sweet fucked movie. me up. It was not something I obviously watched and or comprehended when I was three years old. But <laughs> I saw it later in life when I was a teenager. And mm-hmm. I remember being like, that was like one of my first deep thoughts was like, oh, shit. Am I in a fucking TV show? That was your deep thought? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, 
I used to not be normal. I used to not be normal. For those of you that don't know, he's still not normal. I'm completely normal. (laughs) Anyways, the Truman Show. I remember like sitting down and like watching him get into a panic mode. And it was one of the most relief filled moments when you see him. Also, fuck you for spoiler alert. This movie's over 20 years old. It's, (laughs) It's like when he goes to that door and he's like, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And then he finally leaves like... My heart just fucking lit up. Like, it was so satisfying to see that man escape. Oh, like, I ooh, I, I just remember, like, watching that on a big tube TV because we had that way too long. And I remember, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember feeling like this is, this is what, like, movies can do to a person. Mm. I like that. <laughs> this, is, this movie, The Truman Show, a very profound movie about, like, what are we are doing with our lives? Do we really have control over it? Like, do, do do things that we do in a day actually matter? Or like, is all of this just kind of pre like conceived for us to do? And like, your big thought at the end of watching this movie is like, what if my life is a TV show? What if I mean, that's what's happening well, no, to because me? Like, hey, that time, can be a deep thought too. Fucking Ashton Kutcher was putting out punked at the time, and I'm oh, just like, oh shit! No. You thought you were gonna get punked? I thought my whole life was punked. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mandala effects. Alternate universes. We might be in a TV show. I would. I would. We I might would be in the it. Hunger Games. Who knows? Oh fuck! Yeah. Is my nice. life a TV show? Hey, either yep. way, Jim Carrey was genius. Yeah, he was really good in that he movie. He was so good. Well, my 1998 movie did not leave me feeling anything profound. It left me feeling <laughs> exhilarated. Oh. And I was, you know, just fascinated by this character. Perhaps the movie I saw a little, a little too young, given some subject matter. Uh, my 1998 movie is The Mask of Zorro. Oh, heck mm. yeah, though. Antonio Banderas, yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Never seen it. Oh, it's you know so what? good. You know what my one memory of that movie is? I remember them referencing when Zorro in the beginning was just straight up pounding booze. That there was a worm <laughs> at the bottom of a te- the tequila bottle. And I remember being a young kid being like, why? <laughs> like that's fucked up it's just like dude this guy's about to eat a fucking bug that's disgusting <laughs> drinking is very bad <laughs> especially if there's worms in every bottle <laughs> i got a fake idea <laughs> uh, i, I love this movie when i was a kid i probably haven't seen this movie in 20 years but yeah. i i am genuinely excited to revisit it oh, gotcha. this was a movie that like my grandparents had on vhs so when i would go over there because my mom had to work or whatever like I'm just time to pop in the mask as well. There's a lot of movies coming up that fit that bill of like <laughs> I'm at my grandma's house because my mom's doing something, so I got to pop something into this VHS player. Dude, Antonio Banderas is hot in that movie. Yeah, wow, he's so hot. Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker is a good movie. Well, I don't it's even a great know movie. No We're gonna watch it. It's so it? good. It's the 25th anniversary sometime soon That's this right. year. Where is it? It's, uh, well, three of the most popular girls at Regan High accidentally kill the prom queen with a jawbreaker when a kidnapping goes horribly wrong. How do they kill her with a jawbreaker? She chokes. Oh, so they didn't kill her. She killed herself. 
No, no. It's a, it's a, like a girl. Th- like they kidnap her for her birthday. Their yeah. friend. They put her in the trunk of her, their car. They put a jawbreaker in her mouth and duct tape her mouth. Sounds like a skill issue to me. So they, oh, they <laughs> open the trunk and she's dead. I'm just fucking with you, Zach. But. Will you edit this out? No. Come on, dude. <laughs> What if I take back the whole farting bit? <laughs> then I don't take it back. If only her gag reflex was a little bit better. Oh, get <laughs> I'm just kidding. How big is the jawbreaker? It's like, huge. It's like an old school one. Ed <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, think, like, because like they made little tiny, like, small ones. Like, I feel like if no, it's, it's, small a, it's one, a big boy. It's a it's, it's one a of big boy. Got yeah, it. Okay. yeah. No, no, I, I get that. Then not a skill <laughs> issue, just physics. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. This movie was great. I remember watching this. Before I watched it, I had to ask my dad what a dark comedy was. I had no idea, which may sound silly, but whatever. That's what it was. It was. It's a dark comedy. It's a little offbeat. Like Heather's? It's a bit like yeah, kind of like Heather's. Yeah. yeah, it's got Rose McGowan in it. Mm. Judy Greer. Ooh. Um, yeah. Oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we're on 1999. This should come as no surprise. The Mummy. Yeah. See, <laughs> I really, Fraser. I really want to put the Mummy, but there's yeah. just another movie that's just a little bit more important to me. I don't understand how, because this is like easily one of the most pivotal movies. I would say for the Mummy is such a pivotal movie, and I love it. Um, uh, I remember watching this on repeat, just like Jingle All the Way, except for like a year and a half. My mom had this when she would clean the house on repeat and I would have to listen to it and or watch it. And I can always remember fucking uh, the I can never remember his name, but the guide that they have for Egypt fucking doing that thing when he's matching the print of the hieroglyphics and he just goes. "Ah!" And then uh, Benny look yelling to fucking O'Connell from across the river hey O'Connell looks like we've got all the horses and then O'Connell yells back hey Benny look who's on the wrong side of the river and then he's like there's good news I love it that was quite the replay dude (laughs) if I was gonna get if I was gonna get any tattoo of a movie the mummy is high up on that list. And I feel like in today's culture, it's probably not super PC, right? Because doesn't it do – couldn't some of that be construed as just like – like what is it? Like uh, Orientalism? Where they're like is that depi- a word? De- depicting the Western world in a, in the light of those who fa- like quote unquote founded – found the Western world. You know what I mean? I feel like there's probably some ways they get around that. Yeah. Like like none of like none of them are from there. They're all going there. True. And it's not like they're claiming like this is the first time anyone's ever found a mummy to like they're looking for a very specific <laughs> mummy to. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm sure like there's probably some stuff in there but it's a product for the most of part, its, it's time. Fine. But like that it's still like this is one of those movies that I have seen thousands of times. When I say thousands of times, it's probably not thousands, but I've probably not. No. I've seen this at least two hundred times in my life. Yeah, I will also tell you the movie that I've seen probably two hundred times in my life. Uh, important to note: nineteen ninety nine is the year American movie comes out, documented by Chris Smith about Mark Borchard and his friends trying to make a movie, which is my favorite movie of all time, and we will be doing a twenty five year anniversary episode for it. 
Uh, I think it came out right around September or October, so we will do that then. But as far as the 1999 movie that probably means the most to me, I would be lying to myself to pick anything else. It is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And I, I have seen this movie so many times. I understand that it's very flawed, but in my eyes, it has no flaws. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. Darth Maul is the best Star Wars villain. This is the best Star Wars movie, including the original trilogy. Those movies suck. This movie's great. That's it's it's it is Star Wars for me. I was a prequels kid, so like, this is what Star Wars was. Qui Gon Jinn's badass. I saw these years before I would ever see the original trilogy, and I remember watching the original trilogy. My dad showing them to me and me being like, "Phantom Menace is way cooler. I don't like these." <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's kind of hard to go from a double edge or from like a dual lightsaber to a single one. Yeah. Man, you're mm. right. I don't know, man. What are we doing honorable mentions, by the way? I feel like we're kind of doing them along the way. Oh, okay. So anything pre nineteen ninety nine, you've lost forever. Yeah, <laughs> no more. That's unfortunate because I got one because really we're, good one. We're we're moving on to two thousand now. Yeah, but I got yeah, one. shove it. It's not your turn anyways. <laughs> you see what I got to deal with, guys? Uh, 2000. I got another super girly movie. Bring it on. What women want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even a woman at that point. <laughs> like, just That's a girl. Not yet a woman. <laughs> no, bring it on. I, I love bring it on. To this day, I still have one of the cheers stuck in my head. What's that one? Uh, you know, burr, it's cold in here. There, there must, must be, be some Taurus in the, the atmosphere. atmosphere. Did you say whores? What? Nothing. Never mind. Um, yeah. We're I, too, a... love Bring It On. Yeah, There's I'm sure no you do love Bring It On. <laughs> Lots of cheerleading action. When Short was, skirts. When I was a kid. Yep. Boy, did I love Bring It On. Uh, boy, didn't I love Jesse What's-His-Face in that movie that Jesse. played uh, Eliza Dushka. Dusku, Dusku, Dusku. Her brother. Dude, I have no idea. Jesse, he was in that movie about swimming and the stalker. Mm. What? Nemo? I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, Jesse Bradford. Ooh. You say, you say that like that's a well-known person. Well, he was back then. That coward. Swim. Kid. He was in Swim Fan. Oh, oh okay. Swim Fan. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Clock Stoppers. Clock Stoppers too. Oh, I thought he was dreamy and bring it on. Oh, yeah. can I see a photo? You got you got a photo of hey, uh, Autumn? Can we, can you pull that photo up? <laughs> you know, it's so weird. It's actually my background right now. <laughs> Oh, he's a handsome man, or he was. I don't know about now. Is he the hideous most, now? Is he the most, is he the most handsomest man of the time? No, not even. No, close. I mean he doesn't beat Freddie Prince. No one does. He but. doesn't. He doesn't beat. Who's the guy from One Tree Hill? Chad Michael Murray. He does not beat Chad There's Michael. Lots Murray. of guys in One Tree Hill. Yeah, but you guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> it's Chad hunk. Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray's the hot one. And then there's. Uh, uh, I want candy. Aaron Carter. Yeah, Aaron May Carter. he rest in peace. Rest he in- died? Yes. Dude, I am so fucking behind. Drug it. overdose. No, I'm sorry. Rest in piss, Aaron Carter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Aaron Carter Did was you? my biggest crush. Did you not want candy? Like, <laughs> Did you not want Aaron's candy? Aaron wanted too much candy, and that's why he died. Rest in Oh. <laughs> Rest in peace, Aaron. Anyways, Carter. bring it on. Girls bonding. I, I can't wait to cover that movie. 
I love it. Bring it on. You actually like bring it on? I do like bring it on. Oh, oh, I thought you were joking about the girls. (laughs) That sounded like sarcastic. Yeah. No, I love bring it on. What's that? There's a song at the beginning that I used to remember, too, about the cheering. Kirsten Dunst is dreaming and they're doing some cheer. Oh, and then she gets naked. Yeah. 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 That scene. As do I. (laughs) Oh, I was a child at the time. Keep that in mind. Um, (laughs) Anyways, Chris, what's your 2000 uh, pick? 2000? um, I might as well just say my honorable mention to start off with. Uh, (laughs) I will cut it out. No. Oh, man. Leave this one if you leave any of them. Uh, The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Good one. And Gene Hackman. Never heard of it. But my my go-to movie is Gladiator. See, I also have Gladiator, so I will mention something else. Yeah. Uh, But Gladiator is like that movie that like... I'll talk about it more when we get to 2008 because I think 2008 is really like this is the movie but like I I saw Gladiator way too young oh heck yeah and it's like oh man this is what adult movies are like yeah like I I watch kids movies and these are adult movies watching him like stab that guy with the like was the bullhead that was some like transformational type shit I I think you know, Ridley Scott has certainly uh, fell way off from his glory days. But this is probably, like, the peak of Ridley Scott. Oh, gosh, yeah. Plus, this was the peak of Russell Crowe. Mm. I mean, A Beautiful Mind is also really good. I don't know if this is peak Russell Crowe. We're well, probably close. What is... We're be- probably pretty close. It's in this time frame. I mean, I honestly don't know, like, what could compete with it. As uh, far as, like... I as mean, far you, as, like, you still have movies, like... The Insider that will come out a little bit later. Maybe American Gangster. You still have the movies like that's probably where he's at, like movie star. Like this yeah. probably starts movie star Russell Crowe, but it definitely extends way beyond this. I, yeah. Oh, it definitely does. But like as far as performances go, this is my Russell Crowe peak. Like I think that he this is his best movie that he is his best performance. I think he's really good at American Gangster, but. It's just like I've got attachment to this that I just can't get past. You don't think that Ridley Scott's Robin Hood is better than this? Oh, man. When you put it that way, (laughs) man, maybe you're right. No. I still listen to the soundtrack to this movie to this day. It is that much ingrained in my movie history. Yeah, this is this is a, a TNT classic. (laughs) No, this is a TNT classic. He's right. True. Uh, well, you pick Gladiator. I'll pick something else. It is important to note that What Women Want did come out in 2000. Uh, <laughs> that is another movie that I saw probably not that long after it came out. This where, is the honorable uh, mention for you. Where I'm like, that is what grownups do in their free time at work? Yeah. I don't want to be a grownup. <laughs> uh, my 2000 movie for real is Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage. That's a good one. That movie fucking rips is that is that john travolta too? no that's you're thinking of swordfish no, i'm thinking of taking a pelham one two three that's not even close <laughs> uh nicholas cage having to steal a bunch of cars mm-hmm. for for some reason like his brother because cars. his brother's in trouble i think well he has to steal them for like a gang yeah like hmm. it's just it's such a great movie angelina jolie with looking like one of the twins from the matrix mm-hmm. but just such a great fast pace like awful movie 
That's very good. This is uh, what's that one with Jason Statham with the adrenaline type shit? Crank. This is Crank before Crank. In this, my, this in Nicholas my Cage in this time is like he's verging on Jason Statham territory. Yeah, but he would come back from that. Oh, totally to bump out some hits. It's time to move on. All right. So this was actually the first rated R movie I ever watched. Woo! Yeah, and I probably watched it either in two thousand one or shortly after. It's called My First Mister. I have no idea what this is. I have never. Yes, I've stumped him. (laughs) So it's got Lily Sabisky. I don't know if that's how you say that. Don't know. No, she used to be in um, a movie, or she used to be. She was in a movie called The Glass House. Um, it's basically this girl who her parents get divorced and she turns super gothic. You know, the teenage angst thing. But this was before I worked in mental health. So like they there's a scene where she's actually cutting herself and bleeding in the movie. Like it's not just your regular teenage angst. Like she's deeply depressed. How old were you when you saw this? Uh, 2001, I would have been 11. So I was 11 or 12 when I watched it. What was your reaction when you saw that kind of shit at 11? It was pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and it was scary when I saw it again, when I started working in mental health, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But, um, she meets this older man. She tries to get a job at, uh, at the mall. And she meets this older man who gives her a chance. You know, he says, take out your your piercings, all your face piercings, and you can come work for me. But they end up in this sort of weird relationship. Um, she kind of has a crush on him. But it's also, they, they become really close in another way, too. Um, he's also kind of like a father figure. So it related to, like, my daddy issues. Um, classic daddy issues. Classic movie. daddy issues, Yeah. I don't know. It was good. It he the old man ends up dying, but she really I mean, he really turned her around and she became a better person by the end of it. So Did it end on a positive note? It does, yeah. Good. It does. That's good. what we like to see. Mm-hmm. This one was one of my toughest years to choose for because this had there's a clear winner. There's a very clear winner for me. Mm. But there were so many movies that I hated leaving off of my list, like Legally Blonde or yeah, Ocean's Eleven. Legally Blonde was on mine, too. <laughs> I had to go with Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. I'm glad you picked that one so that I could still pick mine, because if you had taken the one that I'm going to say, I would have chosen Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. What'd you choose? Explain why it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. So, Lord of the Rings, this was my first exposure to fantasy in any capacity. So... I have, it was this and Harry Potter, but they were like coupled around the same time for me. So it was like my head just got fucking spun because I was like, oh my gosh, like the concept that you can do things that are not physically possible in our world blew my hair back because I had it at the time. (laughs) And, And I remember just being a child and like being terrified because you're watching these giant fucking orcs and the Balrog rocked my socks, dude. But it was one like I couldn't leave. Like I just I couldn't do it because watching Frodo and Aragorn with his swiftness and Gimli with his fucking brute and then Fucking Aragorn with his just hot, sexy manness and Gandalf with his ma- – like this is peak cinema experience in my life. Like this isn't just one of a, a, a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed that left an impact on me. This is one of those movies that I will truly never rem- never forget watching this for the first time 
and I'm going to have that for the rest of my life. Damn, that was passionate. My 2001 movie is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Heck yeah. Naturally. Uh, this is yeah. the first movie I saw in theaters. This is the first movie that like was like, oh, this is what movies are. Yeah. This is what they do. This is like I remember watching it and then like begging to go back and see it again. I think I saw this movie three times in theaters, and like this is like a two hour and forty five minute movie, and I'm six years old, and so I'm just or five years old, and so it's like I I just I have to see it again and again and again, and for all the same reasons that Chef just said, like this is this is the movie that like we would not be sitting here doing this if it were not for Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Great CGI for the time, too. The three-headed dog. Mm. It's a real three-headed dog. <laughs> oh, shit. Practical <laughs> effects? <laughs> no, no. Zach's right, though. Honestly, seeing what was possible outside. Because, like, up to that point, mostly of what we were exposed to was animation. Was the mummy. Yeah. It was That's the- totally real. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... You watch all of that stuff and, like, it's all based in a world that we exist in. Like, even The Mummy. As fantastical as it is, The Mummy is still based in a reality that we currently live in. So, to see something that is, like, we're literally somewhere else right now. Well, I mean, I I have also mentioned The Phantom Menace already. Yeah, but this is for me. I'm speaking personally, I guess. Well, you included me in that. I don't appreciate it. Okay, fine. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, For me personally, like, these are the first ones where I'm getting transported to somewhere else, where I'm like, this is outside of any place that I'm ever going to be in. This is clearly drawn up from somebody's head. This is complete original thought. I'm never going to be able to experience this except through this right now. You know what? what I'm doing right here. I'll say it. These movies are probably – Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are probably interchangeable for people our age. But this is the Jurassic Park of our time. Yeah. Like these movies are what Jurassic Park was for people that are 10 to 15 years older than us. And 10 to 15 years older than them, Star Wars, the original trilogy. Yeah, losers. I don't like that. <laughs> but oh <my> Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this, – this is what Jurassic Park did for an entire generation of people. Yeah. And like we got this – I mean we got Jurassic Park 3, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> this is what – this this is the movie that like Jurassic Park is for people that were born in the eighties. Like Yeah. And this is way better than Jurassic Park. Both of these movies are better than Jurassic Park. I agree. Plus Jurassic Park was ninety five, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Two thousand two. Um, I wrote down two for two thousand two. I did I had Mr. Deeds on there. Nice. But I ultimately chose a walk to remember because I'm a big sappy girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's so sad. They have cancer. They die. I'm sad. They don't have cancer. Mandy Moore has cancer. So they fall in love and get married because she's gonna die. Rip bozo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You fuckers. It's just, beautiful. I've never it's seen It's a beautiful it, so movie. Wait, 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 wait. Is that the one with the guy in the truck and they sit in the bed of the truck and look at the stars or something? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I've seen that yes. scene. Yes. She's a Christian girl. Rest. No, honestly, rest in peace. She's many more is alive. Many more is alive. Her Fuck, character I think died. people are dead that aren't, Her, and I don't know that people are dead yeah. that are not alive. Her character died. She did not die. Many more is fantastic. Her voice Rest in peace to Mandy Moore's care. was amazing in the movie. Was it a musical? 
Um, no, well, they were actually, they were in a musical in the movie. Shane West, oh. um, got into trouble and that was his punishment was he had to be in the school musical oh, no. with Mandy Moore. <sighs> All right. 2002. This is a huge turn from Lord of the Rings. And this was, oh boy, no huge turn from Lord of the Rings. Fucking jackass. Oh boy. Oh wow. Johnny Knoxville. The move the first Jackass movie came out in 2002? Yes. That is on my my secondary list of movies that surprised me based on release date. Fucking Jackass came out in 2002 and when I saw that I was like this is fucking it, man. And I and I will let you know that I refrained from putting Jackass 2 on my list because I thought Jackass was enough representation. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. But my gosh, watching people get hit in the nuts is an all-time pastime for me. <laughs> I love it. Watching a, a America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, watching Jackass where they like go – Bam Margera goes to beat the shit out of his dad while he's taking a shit. That's humor. <laughs> this, is, this is probably where my humor got a little fucked up. This is where it took that <laughs> left turn. But – this is the Happy Madison meets Jackass, and you get Christy Plus here in 2024. <laughs> it's so good, man. It's so good. Um, I mean, there's there's a few movies from 2002 that I really like. Um, two that would have been big for me at the time would have been Scorpion King, uh, Master of Disguise. Signs was a movie that really freaked me out. If you don't say what my second choice was, I'm going to be upset. But like the movie from 2002 that means the most to me is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Thank goodness, dude. <laughs> Thank you. I I absolutely love Spider-Man. And I love the character. And I love Sam Raimi's version of him. And I love Tobey Maguire. And this is a... I love The Hero by Chad Kroger and the guy from Saliva. It's just... This movie is just incredible. And I could probably watch these three movies... Until I died. Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Mm, no, I, I mean, I do think Spider-Man 2 is better, but this is the, the first one. This is what I saw first. Oh, dude, this was... I, I saw this on VHS and like... Was this your first superhero movie? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like rewound the scene of them kissing upside down and would watch it again and then rewind <laughs> it and then watch it again. I don't know what's happening to me, but I really <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, Spider Man. I watched it at my grandparents' house when my mother had things to do. So classic. Two thousand and three. All right, another one for you guys to laugh at, honey. I don't know what this is. With Jessica Alba. It's a dance movie. Uh, it's Jessica no. Alba and Mackay Pfeiffer. I don't know that one. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Well, it's a dance movie. What? Jessica Alba is a uh, inner city wreck center teacher she dances uh hip-hop to kids to keep them off the streets this sounds who is this jessica alba this sounds vaguely like another movie that i've been expecting to come up but i don't know when it comes out are you thinking of save last dance yes they're nothing alike i don't remember this one at I, all, I don't know which is weird because i thought oh. that i had a very good grasp of jessica i alba know jessica alba movies <laughs> I, I thought that like one. i had a grasp of this time frame no, she's yeah, it's good. She teaches all these kids hip hop, keeps them off the street. There's two kids in particular that uh, are actively like, well, one one of them's actively like a part of dealing drugs in the movie, yeah. and he's probably like ten. He's played by Lil Romeo. Ten. Lil Romeo. Lil oh Romeo. My. And Lil Romeo's little brother is hanging out with him, watching all of this happen. So Jessica Alba um, makes them a big part of 
the dancing and they, they're dancers as well. So they help her put on this uh, benefit show to save their studio. So this is like step up meets like what's that movie with Hillary Swank? Freedom Riders Diary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. I didn't watch Step Up. That sounds sick. I, Is there a lot of popping, locking, shaking, breaking I mean, down? yeah, it's hip hop, but it's these, it's kids doing it. And at the beginning, they're like, they, she has them um, in a competition to get in a Jada Kiss video. <laughs> That's so, so it's pretty cool. cool. I'm not going to lie. So I have seen this movie poster before. But I never knew that that was just Calba. Can I see it? I've definitely seen that too. I feel like that's uh, back when um, Fye was in the Bangor Mall. Oh, I probably. Feel like, I feel yeah. like that was one of the posters that'd be in there. Yeah. So it was good. Missy Elliott's in it. Tweed. Tweed was a, huh. an R and B singer at the time. Popular Mackay one. Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, Mackay Pfeiffer is her boyfriend. Now I need to ask you something because I feel like you've made a mistake. Because there's a movie that you haven't mentioned yet that has already come out, mm. starring Mariah Carey. Glitter. Yes. Which oh, came out in no. 2001. Which I've been waiting to hear. Oh, it's because it wasn't on the popular list. Of course it wasn't. That's so sad. We're going to have to... What did you pick for 2001? <sighs> Not Glitter. Oh, my first mister. Fuck that. Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Asterisks inserted. We'll, we'll have to swap <laughs> these ones out. Oh, but we can't go back, right? I mean, we can tell us about glitter, dude. We can oh put glitter God. in there. There's no way we can. I don't you even can know make what this glitter list. is about. You can't make this list without glitter being on it. Zach fell asleep during glitter. I did fall, but you fell asleep during Happy Gilmore. So fair is fair. <laughs> I've been wanting to buy it. Do we have a way to play a Blu-ray? Yes, we have multiple ways. It's nine ninety nine. On Amazon, That's I want to buy it so bad. What is glitter? Look, I've never it's heard of literally it. Mariah Carey got so much shit for this movie. I don't know why I love it. I just have always loved it. I've watched it a thousand times. I want to own it. I just to have it. Is I it made like Zach a- watch it. He actually Zach had to go find it online for me to watch because it's so obscure. Because it wasn't. It was a terrible movie you, to you the can, rest of the world. You can watch the whole movie on YouTube. You can really, which yeah. I have done recently. Mariah Carey, she's a girl, her mom, she's taken from her mom because her mom is an alcoholic, falls asleep with a cigarette in her mouth. The whole apartment building ends up on fire. So they take Mariah Carey to, um, what's it called? Where they have the kids. Foster home or something? (laughs) Yeah. 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 She meets two girls. They become her best friends. Mariah Carey is an amazing singer, dancer. They end up doing their own thing. Mariah Carey becomes a huge star. She meets her mom in the end. But like the journey throughout it, it makes me cry. Why do you have a personal attachment to the movie, though? Like, it, I literally don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, 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 not like it's, it's just like one of those things where it's like, this is, I know that this is a bad movie, but I can't not like it. I don't even, I don't think it's a bad movie. Everyone else does. Okay, I see what you're saying. I so it doesn't think have, it's like, wonderful. Mariah Carey's voice in the beginning, she's just an ordinary girl in a club and she yeah. sings and it's just magic. I don't know. It has nothing to do with my own life. I've just always loved it. Oh, wow. I have those movies. Yeah. Fuck. Can't believe I forgot Glitter. I can't believe you forgot Glitter either. Damn. Uh, 
All right. Well, so my, where the hell are we? Yeah. 2003. Okay. My 2003 movie is my introduction to rom-com. And I have Mr. McConaughey to thank for that with How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Fuck yeah. That was my number two. <laughs> yes. This is the dynamic. This is like, this is the dynamic duo of rom-com. This right here. Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Yes. Yes. You're lucky I didn't give you a love plant. They did this. They did Fool's Gold. They're they're not the dynamic duo of rom-coms. What are you going to say? Are you going to say Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? I I much prefer You've Got Mail to this movie. Oh, my God. You'd be wrong. You would be so wrong. I much prefer Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger to them. Okay, well, uh, that's a toughie. Yeah. That was one of the honorable mentions I wanted to do from 1999. <laughs> <laughs> it was also on my list for 1999. It's just so good. Like, it's so good. The concept of it, of like, uh, you're, we're in competition with one another, but we also love each other at the same time is like, it's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, except not as sti- good. The stakes are not as high. It's like business, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Exactly. Like, but it's so fucking solid. It's like Matthew so McConaughey's hot. You get to see his abs. Two beautiful people fucking, just doing it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Plus you get that really nice scene of like the them singing You're So Vain at the end. Yes. That, that <laughs> it's angle. the first time I heard that song. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a good movie. I'm going to give you one chance to revise your list. What? No. <laughs> because what? there's a movie from this year that you should be saying. What am I missing? You're missing Pirates of the Caribbean and Curse of the Black Pearl. No, I, I did not choose that one on purpose. Is that the There's no way. Yeah, no, I really, I didn't choose that one on purpose. This is that movie the third got, one in the it's series? It's the first one. The the, first oh, one. it is the first one? Huh. I will say that this score, the score from that is one of my favorite that I've ever heard. But what I will also say is that like if I'm thinking about a movie that had more impact on me as a movie watcher, it's got to be How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Because mm. this is what like launched me into rom-com territory i didn't see 10 things i hate about you until years later but oh damn okay. fucking this right here was like an awakening like dude love i love it i yeah. love love i love romance <laughs> this is the shit what's the phrase about the diamonds in that movie Oh, frost yourself! Frost yourself! Yeah. Yes, and the crazy frost old lady with the red fucking yes. waxy hair. She hits on Matthew McConaughey so hard. Yeah, she does. I would too. Um, <laughs> me too. I'm not even. Me not too. Gay, but he's hot as fuck. Yeah, man. he's super hot. There's uh there's two movies from 2003 that I have to touch on briefly. Uh, one of them, the first movie to ever truly terrify me when I was a child. Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, I almost chose that too. I this movie was very scary. I watched this probably in 2003, if not like early 2004. Yeah. So that would make me seven, dude, eight. That. It's funny because I have a memory of that. It was the first movie I saw boobs in. Um, no. Yes. There's <laughs> no nudity in this movie. There are boobs of that lady who's being attacked by Freddy on the dock as she's running down. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure there's boobs. Almost certain there's no nudity in this movie. I'm pretty sure there's 99% boobs. certain there's no nudity in this movie. Okay, well, I'm going to look it up. Okay, you look it up, and I will talk about the other movie from this year. We're, go- we're going back-to-back superheroes. This is uh, Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Oh, love me some Benny Real Affleck. Uh, Daredevil with Ben Affleck is kind of everything that is awful about superhero movies, but this I was too young to know that. And, like, I... 
loved it, and I loved Colin Farrell as Bullseye, and I loved Jennifer Gardner as Elektra, and her doing the Evanescence routine in her room. I always thought that was super emotional. It always got me as a kid. And I, I, I genuinely love Ben Affleck as Daredevil. And this is at, like, I think Ben Affleck's probably one of his best moments in his career. This is Daredevil 2003, right? Yes. I, yeah. th- I thought you were going to choose a different Ben Affleck movie from 2003. Jersey Girl? Jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Jiggly. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, From what I've heard, it's not. <laughs> All right. Let's go to 2004. Oh, there's a lot of good ones in 2004. This is true. Um... I mean, right off the top of my head, I had 13 going on 30, Mean Girls, Napoleon Dynamite, A Cinderella Story, and Raise Your Voice. However, I picked a movie that meant a lot to me then. It was called Saved. Saved. It has Mandy Moore, Jenna Malone, and Macaulay Culkin. It's an interesting cast. Yeah. Um... I'll just read the little synopsis that I have here. When a girl attending a Christian high school becomes pregnant, all of her former friends turn on her and she is ostracized and demonized. Oh my God, sounds fucking so sad. It's it's a comedy. Uh, Jenna Malone. <laughs> it is. That's just such a hard turn of like, well, this lady is bullied and basically tortured. Okay. It's so hilarious. Well, it's like, so Jenna Malone at the beginning has sex with her boyfriend. She thinks Jesus tells her to have sex with her boyfriend um, to turn him from being gay. Oh. She ends up knocked up. Um, Macaulay Culkin plays the Mandy Moore's brother. Um, Mandy Moore is like the super Christian. Macaulay Culkin is not. He's in a wheelchair. Um, He goes to the Christian school, but he hates it. There's another girl that he ends up dating that's she gets kicked. She's gotten kicked out of all these schools. She ends up at theirs. Um, but it was, I mean, it meant a lot to me because I was going to church at the time and I didn't really know, I don't know, anything about the world. So Jenna Malone, when she gets pregnant and these people ostracize her, she ends up questioning her religion and God. And there's a point where she's standing at this giant cross and she says, fuck you. And goddamn, and it's just really intense and serious, and that's what got me. That's solid because I was questioning the same things at the time. So yeah, respect, man. Honestly, yeah, it's a good movie. It's funny. It's serious. It's yeah, and I love Manny Moore. Manny Moore back then was just well, amazing. Like, you know that that's a solid movie because when a comedy movie can make you connect like that, mm. that truly is a fucking solid movie. Yeah. All right, two thousand and four. Yeah. All right. Um, fuck, dude. This was also a really hard one. Uh, I have three honorable mentions. Did you really write down Hidalgo? Oh, I wrote down Hidalgo. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most boring fucking movies to ever exist. I loved that movie at the time. I was like, I love horses. <laughs> I've never even, I don't know what that is. It's, it's about Vigo Morton's like in a horse race in like the 1920s. Yeah, but he's also racing across the Sahara Desert. Hmm. In, okay. in the the fucking ocean of fire is what they call it. There's wow. Badass. And it's a painted horse, so it's got, like, all the splotches on it, and it's gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Um, the Grudge was an honorable mention. Mm, it's a big one. Good one. That one scared the piss out of me. And I did not watch a horror movie for three years after this because I saw it in theaters with my brother and my mom, and it was scary. 
Um, National Treasure is also an honorable mention. National Treasure is an honorable mention. Yes. Number one is Anchorman. Okay, that's fair. Of course. Anchorman is so good. This was like my introduction to random as uh, an idea that can be funny. Because before it was like pre-planned, curated jokes. That's awesome. But then they were just like, I love Lamp. And for some reason, I was like, dude, I fucking love Lamp too. <laughs> oh shit steve carell is so good they will find out that in 10 years that i have an iq of 42 and is what some people might call mentally retarded <laughs> uh yeah i mean i will echo what everyone has said here that 2004 is a is a big year yeah. big year uh you know we got hellboy we got van helsing Mm. Uh, Saw Harry Potter 3 Dang uh, My honorable mention though Would be The Day After Tomorrow Starring Jake Gyllenhaal But the movie of 2004 For me is National Treasure Like, yeah, This movie's awesome It's so good And I definitely saw it at like just the right time Where I'm just like Oh my there's clues everywhere I need to be looking at everything Where's the Declaration of Independence <laughs> Like, you could just make codes on the back of these old papers. Why didn't they teach us this before? We need to bust then, out the Constitution. And then you find out that a lot of it's not real. Yeah. But that's fine. Because at that point, you've already taken the ride. <laughs> and the ride is so worth it. Yeah. It's such a fun movie. And I feel like we were at the perfect age when this movie was coming out oh, yeah. to enjoy it to its oh, fullest yeah. capacity. Because we were just naive enough to be like as attached to it and be like this is real like this is all like, real i can't believe they put that on the back of the declaration of independence <laughs> and nicholas cage found it that's awesome this movie does require you to have a little bit of like naivete <laughs> oh, to just yeah. like to just accept everything you're just like wait so if you you can use a bottle of water as a magnifying glass <laughs> i'm in <laughs> What's that? You can rub lemons on the back of old papers and random maps will show up? That's incredible. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. I, I, uh, the one, one of the biggest attachments I have to this movie is at my old job, or two jobs ago. I worked at a car rental agency, and there was a lady who worked there that me and this guy named Chase spent a good probably five hours trying to convince one of our coworkers that this was a documentary that was just – cinematically made into a movie and she and we had her on the fucking brink where she started questioning she was like no way no really no way i don't believe you yeah dude, i mean we used to make things in this country and national treasure <laughs> is one of them <laughs> oh good shit 2005 um i chose the family stone Oh, good um, fucking movie. Yeah, although I kind of, I mean, I had House of Wax down too. I love House of Wax. I love yeah. House of Wax. That one, scared, that one scared the shit out of me. That and like Hostel came out around the same time and they both scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I owned House of Wax. That was one of, that was like the only horror movie I actually owned. Mm. But um, anyways, The Family Stone. Sarah Jessica Parker kills it. Like, I just watched it like two weeks ago when you were here that or coming. Is, oh or you shit, were that's right. Yeah, I I don't know. That's another one. I don't really relate to it, but I just love it. That is my first exposure to the Family Stone. I've never seen this movie except for the, the twenty minutes that I saw. Oh, okay. Well, it's good. I don't know. It's a good Christmas it's movie a, too. It is a good Christmas movie. It's probably why I never watched it. 
Although, you know, uh, Diane Keaton does have cancer in this movie. If you guys want to chuckle it up about that. <laughs> I didn't even know. I wasn't even going to laugh. I forgot about the cancer. Yeah. Diane Keaton's like the glue to the family. She's the mom. She's the the top dog. Um, but she that's her last Christmas with them. That's so sad. So She dies in the end? They don't show her dying. They just jump ahead to the next Christmas. And she's not there. And she's not there. Hmm. Um, but is that, is that the premise of the movie? They, they, not they at all. It's her last Christmas. Uh, some of them do, but that's not the premise. There's uh, basically this guy brings home his fiance. One of the brothers brings home his fiance, who's Sarah Jessica Parker, and she's awful. She's got a huge stick up her ass. She's from New York. She's a real Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but not as fun as Carrie. So they all hate her. But um, he asks the mom for her grandmother's ring to give to his fiance and she's like please don't ever it like she sucks but there was a deeper like he won't she won't be there when it all crumbles down she won't be there for any of them when things go wrong you know Hmm. plus luke wilson's in it too luke wilson's in it he plays the uh the offbeat brother the one that's always in trouble he wears weird clothes we're all luke wilson's in one way or another. Mm. So true, man. That's the <laughs> my, that all, was my immediate thought uh, right after watching the Truman Show. Are I would, we all Luke Wilson? <laughs> I wish we had talked about Legally Blonde because Luke Wilson in that movie yeah. was a shining star. I mean, no, I can add the honorable mentions yeah. to this. You're going to have to. Well, yeah, we're talking about get, them anyways. They'll get added to the, the random number generator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, 2005. There was only two contenders for this. I ended up going with Coach Carter. Yeah, that's oh. my honorable mention. Yeah, my my hmm. winner, or my honorable mention, I don't want to say it in case it's yours. What? It's not going to be mine. King Kong. Yeah. Peter see, Jackson's King Kong. That legitimately has the best fight scene that I've ever seen in any movie. Oh, my God. King Kong versus 3T-Rex. Never seen it that. It moves from location to location. I've been listening to Chef talk about this one scene from a movie for 19 fucking years. You don't understand. <laughs> it, it must be good. It is incredible. First off, it's a three hour long movie and Peter Jackson knocks it out of the fucking park. But well, he's coming off of three three hour long movies. So yeah. he knows how to pace it. No, I know. I'm sure he knows how to pace it. But it's just like this is a different ball of wax, man. This isn't like he tells the entire it's a house of wax. Yeah, dude. <laughs> But it's awesome because it's it's such a long fight scene. It takes him to the vines where they're swinging back and forth. He bites the tongue out of a T-Rex and collapses its snout in on itself. It is insane. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Coach Carter. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that, that was an honorable mention. <laughs> Coach Carter was like was uh, my first real exposure to Samuel Jackson because I saw him in Jurassic Park before this, but, you know, he's not, like, a main guy in this. Mace Windu? No. I was never a big Star Wars guy. Isn't Ashanti in Coach Carter? Yes. Okay, that's the real draw for me. Honestly, like, she does a great job. Her and, um, her and, I can't remember who, Worm, the bald guy, he... It does a fantastic job as well. So uh, so true of the kid with the afro. Junior? No. Junior's the tall guy. 
the the short- Mr. Ortiz. Yes, yes, the guy, the three point shooter. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Dude, killer soundtrack. This setting was incredible. I loved all of the music. I loved the triumph. I loved the importance. And it's all based on a true story. So you get that like end sequence where they're like, where are they now? And it's like, hello, that you do music and use it. And then all of a sudden they're like, Worm went on to play college ball. He then went on to get his real estate license. And now he runs a successful junior firm. battle went to Eastern Maine Community <laughs> College and is now a welder. Dude, they all made it out. They all did such solid plus the world got to meet Channing Tatum this is not where the world met Channing Tatum but where okay they, where did they meet Channing Tatum um I mean Channing Tatum has been around he was in She's the Man but I'm pretty sure that was yeah. after this yeah he was like the hottie right yeah, well isn't he always like the hottie yeah I don't think he's that attractive but no, he looks, does play the hottie he kind of looks like a worm <laughs> That's why he's so Someone good at stripping in, <laughs> in Magic Mike. Yeah, dude. He's just worming around the pole. Dude, all the snail trails out of that theater when that <laughs> came out was something else. <laughs> Sorry, that was really gross. My bad, everybody. I apologize. No, that was great. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where do, you, where do you officially meet Channing Tatum? Like, sure, you may have a couple small roles, but where do you get to see him in action? And to start, because I know he was in Step Up, the original I one. I mean, that's where people met Channing Tatum. Was he Step has up? a very small role in Colch Carter. Oh my gosh, no. Are you kidding me? He's one of the main guys. No, <laughs> it's a basketball team. There's five main guys, and he's a bench player. Yeah, but people notice him. He's a role player. He's he comes got, off the bench. He doesn't even start. He's got lines. This is not where people meet Channing Tatum. They meet him in Step Up, and they go, oh, Coach Carter. Yeah, not they like, think not, Coach Carter. Not the other way around. Not like, oh, that's the guy from Coach Carter. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Coach Carter's incredible. I mean, I he's agree like, with you, but this is not he's like, we teachers teachers. say it's supposed to touch students. I'm not a teacher. I'm your new basketball coach. Like, that's <laughs> such a fucking great line. It's so good. There's so many great deliveries. Samuel Jackson was the disciplinarian right, that we all needed as children. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Oh, that was a good <laughs> I got lost in 2005. My bad, guys. Uh, I mean, I have to say it. Like, my 2005 runner-up is Hitch with Will Smith. <laughs> And Kevin James, right? Yeah. The Q-tip movie they still use today. Uh, but the actual movie that I'm picking from 2005 is a real fucking downer. And it's uh, Noah Baumbach's The Squid and the Whale. Oh my gosh, such a left turn. So I definitely did not see this in 2005, but I would have seen it mm, in high school probably. And this is a real like child of divorce movie. And that's probably why I like it so much. We're like... It's two kids. Their parents are getting divorced. You follow each kid and how the divorce kind of impacts them. And it's like, as a kid who, like, wanted their parents to get back together, this movie hits really close to home. It's probably my most personal choice out of anything on here. But it, it's it's still really good. It's he, a very good movie. He says it's because of that, but it's really about the library come. Yeah, the kid wipes semen on things to act out. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> It's happened in my job place a couple times. Zach does it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. But we can move on to 2006. <laughs> All right. I had a couple for this, too. Accepted is obviously big, but... Oh, my gosh. Good one. Um, and That's... John Tucker Must Die. Another good one. I yeah. missed that one. Yeah. Wow. But I had to choose High School Musical. Oh, no. Hey, look. I was a sophomore in high school when that came out, right? 2006. Um, I mean, I want... I loved it. Was I a sophomore? You're, was I a freshman? I graduated in 2010. Zach's going to correct me because I'm yeah, dumb. Yeah, you'd be a freshman. Okay, so I was a freshman. I was new to high school. This high school looked really cool. I'm glad you didn't like watch this in like seventh grade and didn't think that this is what high school was going to be like. No, and I was actually <laughs> in high school and I was hoping this is what high school would be like. And Zach Efron was such a babe and I just wanted to fall in love like him and Vanessa Hudgens, okay? And sing a song and live happily ever after. Where's my Troy Bolton? Really, though? You met him a few years later. Don't worry, Zach. A few? A few years. <laughs> Many years later. <laughs> no, there was a couple of Troys before Zach. <laughs> oh yeah, you're like the, the... You're like the 10th Troy Bolton. I was going to say something that... I was. I shouldn't. Oh, okay. I'll stop myself. <laughs> Anyways, I apologize. Uh, shit. Two thousand six. There was only, um, uh, what what the fuck is that? Oh, there was only one true option, and it is bench warmers. That's a good option. <laughs> it's not the one true option. I, is that um David Spade? Yeah, yeah, yeah David yeah, Spade. Okay. Fucking, you just lost your membership video spot. I'm sorry. Dang it. Let's back up. <laughs> You're worried about the mummy not aging well and you put the bench warmers on here? Yeah, it's not. I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I watched it a lot when it came out, okay? It was a movie that I could quote almost the entire thing. She's like, I smell cinnamon rolls. I smell cinnamon rolls too, buddy. And then the kid that makes peanut butter sculptures. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a peanut butter pterodactyl. <laughs> it's not good. It's not Ugh. it's not good, but I would be lo- I'm being honest. This is a movie that genuinely I watched so much as a kid. I mean, this movie came out in 2006. I was 10. Yeah. I'm not saying Cut I was I'm I was not saying I wasn't there old. with you. I'm just saying it's kind of funny that you're worried about like this action adventure movie from the 90s holding up and then you're like, "But I love bench warmers." Dude, one of them was meant to be serious, one of them wasn't. Benchwarmer is a very serious movie. <laughs> uh, 2006, I'll throw out two quick honorable mentions. One is like a very big deal for me. The other one is just a fun movie that I love. Uh, so that'd be Crank. And then my real honorable mention would be The Prestige, which, oh, is a, yeah. which is a movie that I absolutely love. Best twist I've ever seen. Uh, but the best movie from 2006 for me is The Departed. And this is a movie where I listen to characters say the word fuck at 10 years old over and over and over again. And I'm just like, this is awesome. (laughs) This is what you can do when you're an adult. It's like staying up past like 9 p.m. when your parents are in bed and you're just like turning on The Departed on really low. No, my grandfather was like, you should watch this. And I'm like... (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, okay. So you just had the complete opposite experience. It was just like... Yeah, this is just what we did. <laughs> You'll love this movie, won't you? <laughs> and I did. When I tell you to dump a body in the marsh, dump it in the marsh. Don't dump it next to the marsh where Johnny Two-Time goes and gets his dick sucked every Tuesday night. If you need any uh, personal impersonations done, Chris will work. 
I don't have this for thing, free. I have possibly. this thing where I need to quote something when I know a quote from it. Okay. It's good. No, it's good. That was All good. Right. That was good. Oh, I've never seen the movie. Two thousand seven. I had because I said so. Never that heard of it. So familiar. Mandy Moore, Diane Keaton, Lauren Graham, and Piper Parabo. Oh, nope. It's another. Uh, well, it's no, there's no picture. Sorry. No, these are my notes. What's it called? Because I said so. It's a romantic comedy, but it's also a story about a mother and um, oh heck yeah, how protective she is of her three daughters. She gets she meets a guy and her uh, mom sets her up with another guy, and she like yes. loves both for different reasons or something. Yeah, yeah her I've mom puts an ad in the paper and meets these men to see if they're okay to date her daughter, Mandy Moore, the youngest daughter. Dude, imagine opening up the Bangor date. <laughs> I would die. And your mom I would has die. put out an ad for you. You know, though, um, I think... It'd be weird to do for a married woman, but... <laughs> that's <laughs> not the point. Well, my mother's also not in my life now, so... <laughs> just be like, whoa! Okay, <laughs> but this movie resonated with me because I wanted a mother that cared more sure. than I had. So again, comedy Didn't have much. sisters, only child, felt completely alone. Yeah. I related to it, and, and also still love Mandy Moore and Diane the- Keaton. And you really wanted to have uh, a relationship with uh, Tom Everett Scott. Ew, no. He was oh, the worst one. Gabriel the musician. Mott. Yeah, Gabriel. He was the one she ends up with. Yeah, he's a pretty good looking dude. Wow, is he for guy from Suits? Uh, yes. Dang, Gabriel. <laughs> Dang, Gabe. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what number are we on? We're in 2007. Uh, seven. Oh, yeah. No, there was a clear winner, but honorable mention to Surf's Up. That aged beautifully. Okay, move on. Uh, my my favorite is another argument Zach has heard countless times. Uh, Transformers. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, that is honestly like, like I know at the time I loved it when it came out, but then it became really cool to like hate on transformers well, that's because everyone after the first one sucks yeah no it's true. it's true yeah but like shia labeouf they could not have cast sam witwicky better genuinely nobody could have played the role as good as he did it's probably not true but he, no, he's very good it's 100 percent true um you're wrong anyways <laughs> bumblebee i remember seeing this when i was like 11 years old when it came out in theaters and being like Dude, I just want Bumblebee. <laughs> like, I want a car that I can, like, hang out with and talk to and shit. And it was so fucking good, man. You get to see Megan Fox, like, in her cinematic prime when she's, like, at her peak. And it just, it, it doesn't, it, her career goes downhill. I would argue Jennifer Body's her cinematic peak. Yeah, maybe for, like, art-wise. But, like, as far as name recognition, this is no one knew who she was. And then all of a sudden, she's head bitch. She's 100% that bitch after this movie <laughs> whoa, comes Whoa, whoa. We don't want to use that phrase too loosely. Oh, Lizzo the banana. That's right. Uh, my bad. I recant that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Anyways. Um, okay. Love 2007. <laughs> Sorry. Is that the Autobots powering on? Yeah, the Autobots <laughs> powering on. And then also Linkin Park at the end. What I've done. <laughs> Nothing better. Uh, 2007, I have three that I have to mention. Uh, one being Rob Zombie's Halloween. This is a mega impactful movie for me. But 
we it will be covered elsewhere. Yes. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we'll get to Halloween. <laughs> Uh, 2007 is the year, speaking of Shia LaBeouf, that Disturbia comes out, mm. which is probably like the movie from my middle school years, that I'm just like, rewind, start, play again, rewind, start, play again. Really? I fucking love Disturbia. Is it because of that girl in the pool? No, I don't even like her. She's stupid. <laughs> I just like him. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf had a string of hits, man. Uh, and then 2007 is home to one of my favorite movies ever, which is David Fincher's Zodiac. And this movie is incredible. And I... That is a good one. We'll watch it every single year. It is a perfect movie. Just simply incredible. Obviously didn't see it in 2007, but would have seen it shortly thereafter. And yeah, I couldn't have picked a better movie. I did a great job. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Really patting yourself yourself on the back, yeah. And that is all I have for you today. Thank you for listening. Uh, We decided to cut this episode up into two parts just because without doing that, it would run pretty close to three hours and we didn't really want to go right off the bat with a nice three-hour episode. So we split this in two. Later this week, you will hear uh, 2008 until current. And so we look forward to releasing that. So stay tuned. Later this week, you'll get that next part of this episode. Until next time, thank you for listening. Make sure you leave a review and a rating and all of that good stuff, and we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.